Hello and welcome. Thanks for listening to the 2019 Embodied Astrology Horoscopes. This is Renee Sills, your astrologer and host of the Embodied Astrology Podcast. The audio recording you're about to hear contains a 15 to 20 minute summary of the year ahead. Please make sure to listen to the horoscope for your rising sign, as this will be the most accurate. If you don't know your rising sign, you can get a free chart at astro.com. You can also listen to your sun sign horoscope for information on soul-centered themes and your moon sign horoscope for information on relationships and family. These horoscopes are given with an emphasis on self-growth and personal awareness. My hope is that they'll provide you with inspiration and support to live your life authentically, to build relationships that are deeply nourishing, to pursue work in the world that is fulfilling, and to recognize and live into the ways you uniquely can participate in shifting our collective consciousness towards greater compassion and healing for all beings and for the planet we share. If you enjoy your horoscopes and want to learn more about astrology, please check out my website, embodiedastrology.com, and the post for this episode where you can find 2019 affirmations for all 12 signs and a link to my podcast where I'll give a longer report on astrological themes for the upcoming year, as well as a guided meditation to support your journey through the year. Additionally, I offer monthly Zodiac journals for astrology students and enthusiasts. We're about halfway through Capricorn season now, and Aquarius season is just around the corner. These journals will help you plan for the upcoming month by giving you detailed information about the season, lunar cycles, and planetary transits. The journals are available for single purchase, but they're also given for free to my monthly subscribers. You can subscribe at any amount per month from the site by clicking the Donate and Subscribe button. Finally, for those of you who really want to work with your personal astrology this year, check out my 2019 Year Ahead online class, available from the shop on embodiedastrology.com. This class includes a detailed presentation on planetary transits and aspects in 2019, and will teach you to apply this information directly to your own natal chart. Along with the recorded content, you'll receive a package of easy-to-follow handouts and worksheets, a 2019 lunar calendar and planetary aspect guide, and suggestions for personal practices to survive and thrive in the year ahead. Thank you so much for listening to Embodied Astrology. Now, on to your horoscope. Hello, Libra. Thank you so much for listening, and happy 2019. So as I check in with your charts for this year, the first place that I'm noticing is the place that I'll call your mind and your language. So the concept of mind is language. It begins with the notion of I, and from there, we create stories, we have preferences, we have aversions, we kind of understand ourselves and our identities. But before we have that language, it's just sensation. And language is really a separating function in a lot of ways. It gives us tools to externalize our experiences, to speak about them, to share them, but it also creates forms that exist energetically that divide the world into categories of things. And so it's not so much a direct experience that we have as it is a narration of some sort. This year, 2019, is a wonderful year for you to learn some new language. This may be literal. You may actually be learning some new languages This may be within your mother tongue that you learn new ways to use language. This could include broadening your vocabulary, learning some new words, and adopting new mottos. 
This could include new methods of communication, like nonviolent communication, where you practice taking a lot of personal responsibility for the state of being that you're expressing and not using language to form unhealthy, unhelpful, or untrue entanglements or projections with people. This may also be some form of meditation or mindfulness where you're working with your own thinking patterns and the language you're using with yourself. Regardless of how you're going about it, this is a year for you to learn and to expand your capacity with language and with communication. Now, the potential for this is actually in a much longer and larger sense as 2019 is the beginning of a couple of longer term cycles. As you work with your language and communication, you're also working with your relationships, and this may be obvious or not, but the ways that you communicate to other people are one of the primary um, methods for forming assumptions, expectations, behaviors, and patterns in your relationships. And this is an area of your life that you're really ready to enter into in a new way. I think that you're ready to feel yourself healed and whole and definitely empowered in your relationships. And part of what I'm making out of this chart is that it has something to do with your capacity and communication. When you're meeting people for the very first time, you want to meet them with the kind of communication that allows them to know you. This isn't any kind of performance or politeness or fakeness. It is a way of communicating that is tender. It's transparent. You're speaking from your heart. When you're communicating with people that you've been in relationship with for a long time, you're opening up to new questions. You're noticing how communication can often get stuck in these grooves or patterns, how our minds, this is the power of our minds to fill in the blanks. Um, What our minds do is they create assumptions and expectations, which allow us to be efficient. In relationships, though, this can often be to the detriment of relationships. We think that we get to know someone and then we stop being curious. So 2019 is a year when you can really open up a different kind of curiosity and you'll be well served by practicing curiosity as a discipline, especially with people who you've been in relationship with for a long time, especially people uh, who you're committed to in, in some kind of partnership way. And this can definitely include spousal partners, um, dear friends, these kinds of more platonic life partners or business partners, or simply people that you've known for a long time and you've had to work to stay in balance and in community with them. Curiosity is the key right now. And the more curious you get and the more space you give for deep listening um, and the ways that you learn to use your language in new ways to expand the possibility of your relating, the more you heal, the more you feel seen by other people, the more you can relax in the ways that you may have previously been working really hard 
um, potentially to keep yourself from being seen. And this is one of the things that Libra knows how to do, uh, is keep themselves from being seen in order to make things easier for other people, potentially. It's one of Libra's strategies. So if you (laughs) hear that and you feel familiar with it, then this is a message to you to listen, you know, to listen deeply, to listen to the strategies that you have and how you're connecting with people, to listen to the ways that people are connecting with you, to listen past your habits and to listen in for what really wants to be expressed in any given moment. And definitely to listen for the spaces where you don't know, and you could get more curious. So again, curiosity is the key. This is a wonderful year for learning. That said, it may be a year when there's a little bit of confusion or uncertainty as to how to structure your days and your times and your efforts. And when this comes to learning and being curious about things, you may not necessarily be sure uh, where to focus or what to invest in, where to put your attention and energy. The place for you to put your energy right now in terms of your day-to-day, and this is any kinds of jobs that you do, tasks that you do, but it's definitely how you're treating your body and how you're relating with your environment is also with curiosity. So that means that you might have a plan for what you're going to do tomorrow, but tomorrow you might wake up, take 10 deep breaths, feel your body and get curious and then listen. And you might find that you want to do something really different than what you had planned. Now, my hope for you is that you can follow that. It feels a little tense, this shift that you want to make into a greater state of presence. The tension exists in your mind when you have ideas about what you should be doing and how you should be applying yourself. Again, this is about your identity. This is about the ways you've formulated your self-image through language. If you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself, I need to do this and this and this and this, that is language that is rooted in some kind of ego space, your projects, your goals, your responsibilities, etc. Now, of course, you have responsibilities. You need to attend to your day-to-day to a certain extent. You can't always just leave and go do whatever is most interesting to you in that moment. But you can start to practice getting off of autopilot. And if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, I'm pretty habitual in the ways that I structure myself. Like every other day I do this thing, every morning I do that thing, and I just do it because that's the thing that I do. I'm not saying that your habits are wrong. I'm just saying that it's a really good time uh, in 2019 to listen and to get curious and to notice what is ready to have a different idea. Your habits every day may be wonderful and supportive and totally worth keeping, You might also find that you're just doing them because that's the thing you do and you actually want to do something totally different. If you want to do something totally different, 
then it's about changing your language and letting yourself do that. And that's part of your big learning this year is using language to shift your perception and experience of something. This definitely has to do with any kind of relationship that you have to work and duty and obligation or ways that you feel like you really, you know, need to fill in the blank, whatever it is. Those kinds of feelings are the feelings to get the most curious about. The feelings of urgency are the ones to pay attention to. The feelings of obligation are the ones to really bring into a critical light and to try and understand where they're coming from and why they're functioning the way that they are. Now, you might find, and I imagine that you will, that a lot of your deeply ingrained ways of being have their roots in your family of origin and your culture of origin and the values that your families and cultures uh, have instilled you with. And in 2019 and 2020, you are updating. You're moving into a really different experience with all of this, and you are restructuring the ways that you create normalcy and a sense of belonging and rightness in the world. A lot of you have already begun this work. Some of you have been at it for a number of years. You're looking at the roots that you have in, I'm going to use a heavy word, but dysfunction. So this means on some level, a training or entrainment um, around ideas of success and accomplishment or ambition or ways of being um, or responsibility, hard work that probably are not what you need to be choosing anymore. They may have had a really valid purpose for existing at one point in your life or in your family's biography. So it's not about blaming them and it's not about hating them. And so that's why I paused with the word dysfunction. It's that these kinds of strategies are not functional anymore. And that's why the word choice. It's like when you get an injury and your body recruits whatever it needs to protect that injury and to heal around it. That's the intelligence of your body. However, unless you actively retrain your body after the injury has healed, your body will continue to do the thing that it's done to protect itself. So this is... Uh, what I'm talking about, but it's kind of more in the realm of beliefs and um, ways of being. The idea here is that there are ways of being and belief systems that you have adopted that had a purpose at one point, probably, and probably were also highly valued and valuable at that time. And now they no longer serve you. So how do you let them go? You have to be aware of it. That's the first step. You have to be disciplined. That's the second step in creating new choices and in continuing to choose differently. And then you have to be patient. You have to give it some time. 
2019 and 2020 are years for you to be doing this. You want to be restructuring your relationship to foundation. Any ways that you have uh, relied upon, or not ways, but things you have relied upon to give you a sense of stability and safety are up for question right now. There may be a deep attachment to work as stability and safety, a deep attachment to ideas of success, ambition, driving yourself, responsibility, this kind of thing. My question for you is, are they necessary anymore? Do they still serve the function that they once did? Or are you ready for something new? What it looks like to me in your chart is that you're ready for something new. You're ready for new ways of relating with people. And those means of relationship are automatically more transparent and vulnerable. Let people help you. Ask for help. Receive help. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to get it right. You don't need to know. You cannot know. You can make mistakes. And when you ask for help, uh, you might be really surprised at how uh, wonderful it is to let people come in and help you. And this goes back to what I was talking about in the, the first part of this horoscope, which is your ego, the way that you're using language, and how this in turn is going to affect your relationships. So some of the ideas here are, first of all, your internal language. When you tell yourself, I should, I ought to, it's my job, these kinds of things, the ways that you have belief systems about how and what you should be in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be right, etc. Interrogate that language, interrogate those beliefs. The second part of this is in how you're communicating to other people. So again, I'm just going to make a note on the Libra personality. You don't really, you're not really the person to kind of bother people with your distress or with your need for help. And there may be some reluctance to let people help you or to admit that you need it. This is basically an admittance that you don't know what to do. Now, that actually creates a huge opening for other people to love you. It creates a huge opening, like when you don't have the answer, when you don't always know what the right thing is, um, when you need some help, then other people can come in and they can feel competent, they can feel useful, they can feel um, loved and valuable. And this is something that's actually good for everybody, good for you. So notice how you're communicating with other people about your capacity, about your desires, about your expectations. Seek more vulnerability um, and good humor when you're communicating. All right. So in summary, this is a, a powerful year for you. It's a year where there's a lot of learning happening. There's learning and unlearning simultaneously and at the same time. Uh, that means the same thing. So you're unlearning deep patterning and you're learning new ways of conceiving of your experience, articulating and sharing your experience. You're unlearning old methods of being in relationship and you're learning new ways to open up and let people in. 
your unlearning uh, strategies, work patterns, labor patterns, um, ideas about success, sufficiency, goodness, etc. And you're opening yourself to more presence in your basic ways of being and a deeper sense of listening uh, to what is around you. And hopefully this leads to greater healing and happiness in 2019. There are a couple of times this year that are known as Mercury retrograde. These are times to pause and reflect. They are wonderful times for reflection. They are not something to be scared of. The month of March, Mercury is retrograde in your sixth house of day-to-day jobs and health. So this is one of the places that I was talking about. In the month of March, if you can, give yourself some time off. Take some time off. Think about the ways that you are exerting yourself, that you're spending your energy, that you're taking care of your health, and that you are in rhythm in your day-to-day life. Make more time for presence with a capital P deep listening. This is what you need in your day-to-day. It will serve you so well. The month of July is a time to reflect on your career, your vocation, and the way that you're a professional or a public image in the world, how you perform your adultness or your beingness in the world. Um, This is a really good time to reflect on your goals and what it is that you're trying to achieve or build in your life. As I was talking about throughout much of the horoscope, it's a good time to reflect on how those ideas have been built, what they've um, arisen upon, and to just notice if there are ways that you want to change and update uh, your work and your offer. And then in November of 2019, reflect on your money. It's a good time to do your budgeting, do your finances. As the year comes to a close, look at how you've spent money. Um, Consider the ways that you want to work with resource in 2020. 2020 is going to be a big year for a lot of people when it comes to resources and wealth and sharing and security. So throughout much of this year, you may naturally find your thoughts moving in that direction. And in November, it'll be a really good time for you to take stock and to make decisions about how you want to move forward into the next year. Once again, these are not times for making big decisions. They're not times for initiating new beginnings. They are times for reflection and pause. All right, I'll leave it there for now. I wish you all the best in 2019 and beyond. Thanks for listening, Libra.